0: In Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to the John DePetro Show. Good morning, one and all. Good morning. Right now, it is eleven oh six, and you're listening to the John DePetro Show. It's AM thirteen eighty. 99.9 FM it is Wednesday it is September 21st we're coming to you from our nation's capital we are in Washington DC the name of this is hold their feet to the fire it all has to do with this Fair Federation for American immigration reform and we're gonna be here the next two days I was just chatting <coughs> excuse me with Mar- representative Marjorie Taylor Greene she's got a big message for the people of the first district, when it comes to Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline. So, we're gonna have a lot of different guests. This is obviously the story around the country right now. And, folks, as we kick off this uh, first hour, this portion of the program brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Fall is in the air, they are ready. Homegrown mums and kale are outstanding. Sizes ranging four inch, six inch, nine inch, 12 inch. They have the ornamental peppers. Four to six inch pots. Everything you need for all your fall decorating and more. Pumpkins, straw, corn stalks. They have gourds, sugar pumpkins. Folks, everything you need, it's PR, landscape materials, and garden center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Remember, this is the best time of the year to plant trees and shrubs because of the cooler temperatures, because of less watering. And don't forget, they also have the tremendous placata, um, deer-resistant, as a matter of fact, abravites always beautiful choice for a natural privacy border, same, sizes ranging 3 feet to 11 feet, mulch, screen loom, crushed stone, always available, pickup and delivery, gift certificates are available. Look for them on Facebook. Folks, it's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. So right now, it's 1108. On this Wednesday, you're listening to the John DiPietro Show. We will have updates on the website regarding our D.C. trip. It's J.D. and D.C. or Juan Goes to Washington, whatever one that you like. But we will have them up on the website, dpetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Brought to you by the Coheset Inn, 226 Coheset Avenue, West Warwick. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. I love it. They're delicious food. They're always updating the menu. A great meal, a great time is waiting for you. At the coincidence. Now, folks, before we get into many of our different guests, so today is Wednesday. It was Monday night that I was, in fact, outside of the residence, (sighs) excuse me, folks, of, in fact, former Mayor Susan Menard, and in how now has been confirmed. So she was someone in our, as I mentioned yesterday, all of our thoughts and condolences go out to her. Someone that certainly left her mark. I'm seeing it was 1995. She shattered that glass ceiling. First woman elected mayor of Winsocket. At the time, she told NBC 10 I'm a static. It's important. Uh, before she was elected mayor, four years on the Winsocket School Committee, 10 years on the City Council. You know, I've heard from so many different people in the past 48 hours that just mentioned how she got. Things done without question. So, and like anyone in office, I mean, it, th- there's always some bumps on the road with coming an elected official. So, but the fact of the matter is, uh, by and large, she certainly left her mark, 2009, announced her retirement, then changed her mind. Decided to serve out her term, chose not to run for an eighth term. Of course people know was marred by tragedy with carrie her daughter had just died months earlier leaving the two young son and she no longer had enthusiasm for the job so uh so again uh i think the entire state is uh thinking of former one socket mayor susan menard who passed away and um i'm not going to get into i know the news stations have gotten into some of the details um Regarding how, you know, I mean, it is, in fact, terrible the bodies found and identified. Uh, You know, if anything, maybe that could serve as a reminder to people. I've seen some people posting things that, you know, many times you hear in storms and things like that. They say you need to check on your neighbors. I think this is a good example of that perhaps people need to check on their neighbors, especially as people start to, you know, either get on years or sometimes something can happen i mean if you think things are tough look at what's going on in puerto rico so um and i'm i'm just hearing through the news many people say they hadn't you know seen uh, you know hadn't seen them in the past couple of weeks um so uh, my point is and without getting into um you know everything it it, it does seem to be another reminder that when you have uh, senior neighbors, you know, people hear about that. And um, it's, it's just another reminder to me that sometimes, you know, it, it is, um, as much as sometimes people have family that are other places or people lose track, and let alone during the pandemic when we lost track of a lot of different people, it's, uh, it's very important to, to check on people. So right now, it's 12 minutes past 11. They're coming up Folks, we're going to have various different guests. Uh, I will tell you, obviously, how about also last night? I'll have more on this later. Someone was defacing the work of the work, the Washington Monument. But the true immigration reform that they're talking about, no more amnesties, secure the open borders. You know, I also want to make mention that I'm seeing members of the media saying that they need to ask former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung has still not spoken out. About DeSantis, well, how come no one's asking Seth Magaziner or Dan McKee about Vice President Harris claiming that we have a secure border? How come no one is – I don't hear any members of the media saying, you know, uh, Seth Magaziner or Governor McKee, do you want to comment on Vice President Harris saying that that we have a secure border when we clearly don't have a secure Secure border folks. I'm also just seeing right now breaking. Ted Nisi just put this out. The trucking industry has won its federal lawsuit against Rhode Island. There he is. Regarding the network of truck tolls, toll collections must stop within 48 hours. So that is obviously a big story. But folks, again, as I mentioned, we're in our nation's capital. You're gonna hear some great guests in our first one has um, has just plopped himself down. He is the former acting commissioner, U.S. Customs Border Protection. You also see him on Newsmax sometimes and a senior fellow at FEAR. We want to welcome, and uh, he's very, very well known to people, um, and especially I've seen his work for quite some time. And it's Mark Morgan. Mark, uh, good morning, and thank you for joining us on the John DiPietro Show. John, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Let's start off with um, you know the big thing in our neck of the woods, Woods Hole uh is ninety minutes that's where you would then take the ferry to Martha's Vineyard. Obviously that's dominated What was um what is your reaction and thought on Governor DeSantis saying let's let some of the the sanctuary states, some of the blue states so to
1: speak, get a feel of what it's like when some of these people just show up unannounced? I thought it was brilliant. And look I, I said the same thing when, when Governor Abbott began and um And and, and Governor DeSantis just just trumped him (laughs) and and did one better. And look, here's what I said when when Governor Abbott did it. And and the same thing that I'm saying with Governor DeSantis. Look, they knew that this wasn't going to change the course of policy for this administration. That was never their design. Their design was to keep this on the top fold, to keep this in the narrative. And it's worked. It was brilliant. Look, the last 30 days, the majority of my interviews that I've done, they've all been asking about the bussy. And you know, so what that's been able to do, just like you and I, is to be able to further educate and talk to the American people about the realities of our southwest border, about the crisis, and how the crisis impacts every state in this country. Again, it's been very effective from that standpoint. You know, Mark, and that was um, 43 people one
0: afternoon. And give people an idea of what it's like on the border. You're not talking about 43 and that was then the end of it. This is daily that they deal with it,
1: and it's much more than forty-three people. That's right. That, that, that's exactly right. And this is, is what is allowing us to really communicate directly American people about the truth. The truth is, is that some border communities receive thousands, thousands every twenty-four hours. And you're talking about some communities that have less than twenty thousand in their entire county, and they're receiving thousands every aspect of their, their budget, their finances, their public safety is overwhelmed. There are some communities that, that they've had to call in refrigeration units, a mobile morgue, because their morgues are filled up with dead migrants that are being recovered at the southwest border. You'll never hear the Biden administration talk about that. But yet, when you go to Martha's venue, Vineyard, that, that per capita is probably one of the most richest enclaves in the face of the planet. They get 50, and all of a sudden it's a crisis, and what do they do? They round them up and ship them out. That's and, right. one, and one less aspect about the 50... They had more media and reporters go to Martha's Vineyard in 24 hours than have been to the southwest border in the past 19 Good point. months. Good and, point. And let's think about this. 50 migrants have flown to Martha's Vineyard, and it's all over the mainstream media. Yet when 53 migrants died in the back of a tractor trailer, barely
0: a blip. That's right. You know, folks, and again, our guest is Mark Morgan. And notice, you know, you're exactly right. They didn't say, okay— they should stay here. They should become part of the community, put them in the schools. The first thing they did, they were they were gone within 24 hours. Within 24 hours. Shipped them out of there. Now, on the border, um, you're, I think you're exactly right, Mark. It, it brought home. That sent them into crisis. How can cities, towns
1: operate? In
0: normal fashion, when you have that influx of people coming in every day.
1: You can't. You can't. And that's why you have multiple counties uh, declare under the rule of law that their county is being invaded uh, per the Constitution. And they're absolutely right. I've been down multiple times. I was just in Sierra Vista uh, uh, in Arizona. Where again, Once again, I was on the border. I saw it firsthand. And here's what's important, too, John, is that when we think about this, here's another false narrative, that somehow you can be for border security and for illegal migration. No, you can't. These aren't separate. They're not mutually exclusive. One drives the other. As illegal immigration goes up, our ability to secure the border goes down. Why? Border patrol resources are pulled off the front line. In some areas, 90% of border patrol leases resources they're not on the front line because they're processing the, the invasion of illegal aliens and what happens we literally hand operational control over the cartels they exploit it what happens they push pushing drugs across criminals across and it increased threat to our national security vulnerability so that's why we talk about this in terms of border security we have to stop illegal immigration for us to secure our borders if you want to come to a country knock on our front door go to a lawful port of entry mark morgan what was your reaction
0: when on Meet the Press, Vice President Harris told Chuck Todd, you know, that, that, got, that should have gotten more attention. Yep. But what was your reaction when she actually
1: looked right at him and said, no, the border is secure? I, I had multiple emotions really at the same time that came over me. First, I laughed. I did. I'm being honest with you, because I just thought this woman, our vice president, and, and this this isn't easy for me to say, but our vice president is just just ignorant. It was just a, it was a, it was an ignorant, misinformed, ill-informed statement that she made. And and then though, then, then it became sobering, because I said, she's part of the policy. Because then her next statement that she lied, said the border secure. Then she said, well, we need to we need to uh, find amnesty for everybody. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So so not only did she lie to the American people, but she just once again doubled down on the calling card to the entire world that now is the time to come. We're going to let you illegally enter. We're going to reward you for doing it. And ultimately, we're going to find a pathway to citizenship for your illegal Mm. behavior. And meanwhile, your illegal behavior is driving our borders to be open and drugs like fentanyl porn across to every state killing Americans every single day. Unbelievable.
0: Folks, again, it's Chandra Petro, We are in uh, Washington, D.C. with uh, at Fair. Hold their feet to the fire. With us right now, Mark Morgan, former acting commissioner, U.S. Customs and Border Protection. You know, Mark, I remember being here during the Trump years, and we would hear from people, you know, the whole element, the word was out that you would not just get in. You were not going to, like, cruise in automatically, that there were problems. At the very least, I never th- – one thing I never think he got credit for, President Trump never got credit That he was a deterrent, that it wasn't going to be so easy. And so many times when I speak with law enforcement, you know, police can be a deterrent. Lights can be a deterrent. Security cameras
1: act as a deterrent. Right now, we have no form of a deterrent. Yep. Yep, John, I couldn't have said it better myself. You don't have to be a law enforcement expert or border security expert to say what you just said. It's just basic common sense deterrence techniques. And if we learned anything uh, after 9-11, we, we, we changed and we shifted across this country from being a reactive law enforcement kind of approach to a proactive preventative one, i.e. deterrence, right? And so it's easy. You have to enforce the law and you have to apply consequences. If you do that, you will deter. Look, illegal immigrants want five things, John. They want to be uh, uh, allowed to illegally enter. They want to be free from uh, lawful deportation, they want to be able to work here illegally, send money home and bring family. Those are the five things. Those are the five things that incentivize them to come. Under the Trump administration, we knew that, we understood it, we de-incentivized all five of those things and you saw the numbers go down. By February 2020, we saw a reduction of 85%. The numbers were the lowest they've been in 40 years. This administration came and they re-incentivized all five of those elements and then they feigned shock like they, they have no idea why they're coming. How do we, um,
0: and right now, what steps could be taken that would secure, you know, I, I know there's a lot of a focus on the wall. But some of the things that, you know, that I've learned over time, for instance, if women claim they're pregnant, they're not tested. They're just automatically allowed in. So, you know, that's, that's like a, a guise that you, you use that. If you have children, you're automatically put in. Um those are things people don't realize. They use that to manipulate their way in. What are some of the things, Mark Morgan, that could be implemented, like, very
1: quickly in order to ease the burden at the border? Yeah, you're exactly. And right I'll add one to it. Everything you said is exactly right on a company minor. So if you're 17 and under, you're automatically yeah. <clears> out <throat> in. And this really goes to the heart of the issue. Even some Republicans, John, I, I get frustrated because what they'll say is, hey, let's build the wall and throw some Border Patrol agents and they pat themselves on the back and say, mission accomplished, right? I'm good to go. I'm tough on on the border. No, that's not true. It's no. not a resource issue. No. You could throw 100,000 Border Patrol agents down there and it's not going to change anything. They're just going to get faster processing, releasing and encouraging more illegal immigration. It's what you said. It's about... Policy and law—you have to close down those loopholes, and that's what the Trump administration did by Dietz's policy and executive order. But the problem with that is—is is that as we're seeing, a new administration can come in and destroy all that. Mm. That's why we're in this. Keep in mind, the, the, you know, under Trump, he had the, the Republicans had the White House, the House, and the Senate for the first two years. The Republicans failed to pass a single piece of meaningful the legislation. Right, and had they, they would have stopped about eighty-five percent of what's going on. So what we need to do is November we'll vote into individuals get the Republicans back in. And, yep. and I hate to say it this way because I don't want to be political, but that's the fact. Yes. that I understand border security and then we need to hold them accountable. They need to absolutely, one, impeach Mayorkas. Two, they need to, uh, uh, House Bill 1 should be a, about border security. And look, there's a coalition letter that was formed by a, a bunch of think tanks here in D.C. that outlines the border security elements and really provides a roadmap of what they need to do. And I, I'm, it was good to see a few weeks later that the House leadership uh, uh, group Put out a, a framework to secure the border. That's got to be priority number one. But the last part is we have to hold them accountable to make sure that they have the c- political courage and strength and will to do whatever they can uh, they can to include closing, shutting down the government to force Biden to stop the bleeding at our border, killing American citizens. Well, again, uh, Mark Morgan, you know one of the
0: things before I let you go sure. that I thought was just so great about number one with Governor Abbott did with the Vice President's residence, but with there's so many parts of this that become complicated that regular people don't understand. What Governor DeSantis did, that was just so easy to understand that it set that entire population. By the way, they love that they were there because then they all jumped in and the restaurant gave free food. And that type of crowd in the vineyard, they they feel like, aren't we great people? Look how we're helping. But what they don't identify is what if there were. 200 the next day, and 300 the next day, and 500 the next day, and 1,000. This is, it, it's it's not something that just happens
1: like what, this is an ongoing, this is truly an ongoing crisis. It is. First 19 months, 5.2 million illegal aliens Ugh. have tried to enter our country, and over a million have gotten away. So that's why we say it's border security, national security. And the other thing, everything you just said, the other thing I'll add is the compassion of our country, which, which makes our country great, yes. is misguided here, because again, it, Illegal. If, if you allow and support illegal immigration, you are literally causing up borders to be handed over to the cartels and drugs are pouring in, criminals are pouring in, national security vulnerabilities increasing. We need to come together in a compassionate way to force and drive illegal aliens to become legal and come to our lawful point of entry yes. to come in. That way we can secure borders in between. And the last thing, I know we got to go to the last thing. No, no, thing.
0: no. It's time. You know what? Because I also just want to touch on... What people don't identify is this is big business for some people. You know, Um, if someone wants to go on, you know, pick a place, they want to go a tour of Italy. They want, you know, they contact someone. There's someone that sets up the trip. There are people that specialize in, oh, okay. did you want to have a child in America? I will hope that's the cartels are making a fortune. We know about the coyotes that say, here's how we're going to get you over the border. We have to
1: that. It is a cottage industry. That needs to be eliminated. Uh, You're absolutely correct, and this is another part of the American people. They they let their ideology and compassion get in the way and and make them devoid of truth, reality. In fact, the truth is the cartels are the most powerful, influential criminal organization on the face of the planet. They don't just reside in Mexico. They ride in multiple countries throughout the Western Hemisphere, and they're in just about every state in the United States. I joke around that they could go to Harvard and teach a business class on resiliency and flexibility, Mm -hmm. how to continue to grow your business, and that's the reality. They take advantage of the illegal aliens. They use them as distractions. They push them across. No one border patrol agents will respond, leaving the borders open. Fentanyl's coming across, killing Americans every single day. Criminals, murders, rapists, pedophiles, gang members every single day. And this is what the, the, the most American people, they just don't understand. We have to say... Come to our border where where a nation of immigrants just come legally so we can secure our border to stop Americans from dying.
0: Folks, he is Mark Morgan. You can see him on Newsmax. Mark, great to see you. Thanks, John. Keep up the good work. Thanks, John. All right, folks, again, it's John DiPietro. We are coming to you from our nation's capital. Thank you, Mark. We have uh, more guests that are going to be joining us. And um, and one of them, actually, folks, and again, I recognize back home we have uh, this major story with the truck tolls. We're going to have some pockets of time that we can um, that we can um, talk about it and bring you up to speed on it and again right now we're going to have our uh, next guest in in just a moment but I do want to remind you folks that especially this time of year you want to get some work done around your home make sure you call J. Perry Paving today they are the ones that will improve your driveway J. Perry Paving high quality, fair pricing Exceptional service, 20 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, general masonry projects. Letter J, J. Perry Paving, residential, commercial seal coating. Call them today, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. Folks, it's letter J, J. Perry Paving, licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting the client's needs. Call them for a free quote today. It's letter J. J. Perry Paving. 401 732 1730. And folks, also just another quick reminder before we talk to our next guest. I want to remind you this winter season, contact Matthews Oil Company. 401 942 7500. Matthews Oil. They'll keep you warm. Four generations keep you uh, comfortable in your home, comfortable and safe trusted oil delivery matthews oil company celebrating 90 years of service heating oil premier dealer in rhode island highest quality service and maintenance call matthews oil today 401-942-7500 so folks it is day one we are in our nation's capital and joining us right now i'll tell you the guy is 100 committed he is the head of the entire operation here and it's so good to see him we want to say uh, good morning once again to our friend Dan Stein. Dan Stein, it is uh, tremendous to see you and congratulations on yet another gathering here in our nation's capital.
2: John, it's good to see you. Always a pleasure. I really appreciate you coming down for the event.
0: Dan Stein, what was your reaction when you learned that the governor of Florida flew a group of illegals? to Martha's Vineyard. What a brilliant strategic public
2: relations move. Ron DeSantis has a fabulous crack team. I know some of his folks well. If you want to actually expose left-wing hypocrisy, people who are more than happy to spend other folks' money, more than happy to see other people deal with the consequences of their bad policies, this is it. Illegal immigration, shifting cost burdens on people who can't afford it. When Ron DeSantis did this... He exposed the hypocrisy for what it is. And as a political move, it was masterful. As a public relations move, it was brilliant. Um, the pushback you see now coming from the left tells you how powerful it was because otherwise they would be
0: ignoring it. You have some great guests. I had a chance to speak with Marjorie Taylor Greene just a short time ago. <clears throat> Dan Stein, it, um, let's also talk about that right before that happened, the governor of Texas, Governor Abbott, He busts some of the illegals that have come into Texas right to the home of Vice President Harris, who had gone on national television to meet the press and announced that the border is secure. Well, big surprise. <clears throat> we have political officials
2: who are lying to the American people flat out. They, their mouth is moving. They're lying. What are you going to do? I mean, the, the president for the very first time in American history came into office and in 60 days sabotaged, willingly and, and determinedly sabotaged immigration controls that had been working effectively during the Trump administration. No president has ever done this. Kamala Harris, who is our so-called border czar, has no interest in going to the border. Biden dismantled the border and he walked away. He has no interest in it. And we have millions and millions of illegal aliens flooding into the country, filling up schools, hospitals, housing um, at a time when we're all facing massive budget deficits, potentially weak economic conditions. Structural labor market factors, you've got fentanyl walking in. These guys are co-conspirators with, with cartels that are bringing, um, you know, drugs, drug smuggling and, and poisoning American kids. I mean, the, the whole dynamic is something we've never seen before at a level of mendacity and vindictiveness uh, that really are, by all historic measures, uh, unprecedented American history. And if you think about the fact that Trump won in 2016, in large part on the immigration issue, there is no question, but this issue will become roaring back, not only in
0: 2022, but certainly in 2024. Dan Stein, I was here <coughs> attending during the Trump years, and there was a sense that, you know, the situation was improving, that there were various things, you know, where he was so brilliant, and I don't think he ever fully got. It enough proper credit for it people misunderstood but the image of we're going to build a wall it drew attention to the issue it at least it wasn't the end all solution but it was a big part of getting people to realize what a porous situation we have what has happened just in the last 18 months i remember being here the the last one you had and then obviously the pandemic threw everything off but you know, in all of the strategies, they, they were working,
1: but well, compared for, to now. What
2: Biden has done is costing taxpayers $20 billion a year, plus wow. he just asked for $30 billion more for legal services for unaccompanied minors. But, you know, John, we had this thing under control during the Trump administration, but Biden did in 60 days, in front of the eyes of the American people, directly attributable to his behavior hmm. was to single-handedly dismantle piece after piece of an effective border security apparatus the american voters see the resultant flood that has been produced as a result of that what kind of politician would be so stupid as to visibly sabotage border control and then walk away and not care you have to be i mean all the lessons that jimmy carter learned with the mario boat lift what would would bill clinton learn with the rioting at fort chaffee Biden is apparently so thick as a brick, he doesn't realize this is politically catastrophic. Mm. Not just for Biden, but for the entire Democratic Party. And 2022 will be
0: just the beginning. Is there, uh, and again, folks, to so speak with Dan Stein, is there, is there right now <clears throat> any deterrent? You know, when uh, Fox News was in front of the residence of the vice president at the Naval Observatory, and the, speaking of the man, I mean... They basically were saying that, in their mind, that the border is open. And, you know, it's hard to blame individuals. If you you leave the barn door open, I mean, things are going to happen. Uh, That's the part that I think is missing, is basically we we have an open border policy right now. Is that fair? Well, what we see is still a trip
2: of what's potentially going to come across that border. There are a billion and a half people, according to surveys, who want to move to a country like the mm. U.S. They are all making plans. The word You see the interviews of the people who've come across. We hear the borders open. We came. We got in free ride the whole yep. nine yards. You, every single one of those people tells you. Free jet them,
0: ride to Martha's Venue. A
2: bunch of relatives, <laughs> right? That they can come the same way and they're making plans to come. This is a catastrophic situation that's going to quickly spin completely out of control. It's already out of control, but... Our ability to survive as a civilization, as a, an effective national community, is hanging in the balance. Respect for law is a cornerstone of citizenship. Impartial justice, the administration of that law, is being jeopardized by the behavior of this administration and by what's happening in the FBI and the, D, in the Department of Justice. We are in a serious national crisis of confidence in our institutions. Watching the border is simply confirming the American people's minds that our political system is no longer responsive to the needs and the welfare of the American people. Mm. And this is not a drill. This is a really serious situation. And we have a national media, these legacy media that are too busy, you know, playing partisan politics to realize you, it doesn't matter what it is. You can't finance schools. You can't finance hospitals, roads, or anything unless you have some idea how many people are going to be using those infra- that That's infrastructure. Right. Bond issues and everything else are premised on these projections. You cannot project the using population unless you can actually know how many people are going to be coming into the country. So if you don't believe in effective services, whether you're Democrat or Republican, effective government services simply don't come if you don't control your borders. Ronald Reagan said a country doesn't control his borders, not a country. And we have an awful lot of countries throughout history that have oh, been they're in the decimated in the dustbin of history, going exactly down the same path. You know who's laughing? The Chinese government. And oh. Vladimir Putin. That's right. They see a weak man when they, and they're running our country. They see the devastating consequences of having inept political leadership, and they all go, "Oh, who's going to replace him?" Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if Biden doesn't get through this administration, we right. got Kamala, word salad, oh, Harris.
0: Wow, she might. Well, she'd be next in line. Her Her hair side, jail Newsom. I mean, how, what are we looking at here? How important is it right now that the midterms are coming, and right now? really because of the actions of both governor Abbott and then and Governor DeSantis that that has has catapulted onto the front pages and become a focal point issue for the midterms. Well it's a major
2: issue. Naturally if, if Republicans have some issues. Education, immigration, inflation, obviously economy. Yep. I paid eight dollars and fifty nine cents for twenty-four paper plates at CVS the other day. Wow. I mean yeah. What oh. is going on, right? I mean, inflation is obviously a huge issue, but immigration is right up there. It is critical. Mm. Now, Republicans have a framework, a good legal framework, if they get control to enact that framework. It would obviously be vetoed, but they can also hold aggressive oversight hearings. Right now, Zoe Lofgren, the Democrats in Congress, they're not holding any oversight. They're letting my orcas say... If my values say the law is unethical, then I'm just going to let everyone flood in. This is impeachable conduct. He's not carrying out his fundamental oath of office. Very serious stuff, John. Fortunately, you have to look at this from the standpoint of Biden's extremism has to be educating the public in ways that we never could have gotten attention on other conditions. So, you know, this guy's ham-fisted approach, his cognitively challenged approach. Yep perhaps in the long run will help save the nation we can only hope
0: genstein also now right now it's speaker nancy pelosi waiting in the wings is uh kevin mccarthy who i had the privilege of meeting last month um what do we know about kevin mccarthy and his approach to and uh views on illegal immigration
2: well he's better than paul ryan was he certainly has uh, imbibed some of the Trump wing of the party in terms of what is important to be done and learned a lot of the deterrent values of those things put in by the Trump administration. He's a little weak in this area we're always struggling with, which is big agriculture. Mm. That seems uh, for whatever reason to believe its labor market model requires a level of out of control illegal immigration Mm. unless they can replicate it with a massive guest worker program. Now, the Democrats will never go for that kind of guest worker program. So we have legislative stalemate. It will be interesting to see because The big fear we have, John, isn't what Republicans will or will not do. I mean, certainly it would be better to have McCarthy there. It's the possibility in the last two years that Mayorkas will start breaking the law and naturalizing people who have no eligibility. Oh, wow. Because they just want to get him into the voting booth, working with these nonprofits. He's already demonstrated a willingness to disrespect our laws. Why wouldn't he start giving out citizenship to people who are not eligible just to try to change? Millions of people in certain states can dramatically change the outcome of a presidential election. Mm. And there's plenty of question marks about, 20, about 2020 already.
0: I mean, if you believe Biden was legitimately elected, well, then you believe the border was secure. Right. That is exactly right. And a great, great point. Folks, Dan Stein, Dan, uh, before I let you go, I, I just want to commend you. These, this is not easy to put together. <clears throat> Uh, I got a chairperson on my board. Well, a member of my Go board ahead. right here. You can tell them how wonderful FAIR is, okay? All right. But I wanted to mention you know, it's just so important to try to educate the public. It was, it had always kind of been there. President Trump just catapulted it onto the front pages in many ways. Amen. He made it so understandable for the average person. They're still trying to learn the, the real cost of it. it. It shouldn't be a partisan issue. The Democrats have have chosen to make it a partisan issue. I think it's interesting in parts of Texas that you know strongholds that were known as Democrats are flipping and becoming Republican over the issue. But once in a while, the brilliance of DeSantis to make it very easy for people to understand, they called it a crisis because 43 people showed up unannounced. And as you know, down at the border, I mean, they'd, they'd be happy to take 43. The problem is they have... You know, two thousand and forty-three showing up every day.
2: Well, DeSantis has a gift—the ability to take a contemporary issue yep. and address it in a way that reminds Americans <clears throat> what the core issues are yes. in the founding of the republic. Yep, and that's a powerful thing that Donald Trump does not have. Mm. And it—and people have that kind of damn right response when yes. they see him articulate the issues. Right, they know something's wrong. Maybe they haven't read the Federalist Papers. Right. But they understand the concept of impartial justice, procedural due process. Oh. They understand you don't impeach a president before you collect an evidentiary record. <laughs> they, they understand, you know, basically deploying your, mili- your, your law enforcement resources in a partisan manner. They understand how Trump has been harassed illegally by, mm. you know, the partiality of how. And look, Biden, what did Biden do in front of the de- uh, Independence Hall? First time in American wow. history a president declared war. you right. Against half the American people. That's exactly In right, terms that he doesn't use against the yep. Chinese government or President uh, Putin,
0: Vladimir Putin. That's right.
2: I mean, this is what he's basically saying is it's open season for DOJ to go after my political opponents. This is catastrophic. And even, even during the period of time with the Lust Committee and the socialists who would not be seated in the New York legislature in 1920, Americans stood up and said, look, we don't agree with socialists or communists that we don't want our government to become something that isn't worth supporting at all right. and we're getting to that point now so mm. people need to stand up and be counted yes this is a serious
0: thing going it is. on no the midterms will be big dan stein dan great to see you Always great to talk to you. you i'll see you tonight congratulations thanks for putting this on folks again dan stein right here on the john DePetro show we have more guests obviously coming up again it's 11:42. uh it's john DePetro. we are again in our nation's capital now folks i am going to Bring you up to speed. Obviously, we have a major developing story and I've left enough gaps that I'm going to cover some of the local issues, because obviously the news that we just got <clears throat> that has broken. And this not only throws the entire state and I want to just make sure we're all up to speed on this at 1142 right now, uh, this is a major story that has just Broken. Rhode Island currently has 12 truck toll locations up and running, and they generate $40 million in revenue. And, all right, we have some other headlines that are going on here as well. The New York Attorney General is suing President Trump and two of his children. A massive campaign of fraudulent business practices. All right, so we have a lot that we will, by the way, we will have our segment with Attorney tim dodd as we always have it new york attorney general lietta james files 250 million dollar lawsuit against president trump for defrauding lenders so we will take that up with uh our legal expert attorney dodd when we have the segment with him and that's obviously uh right now i believe that that will be on either tomorrow or friday but Right now, the judge has sided with the trucking. You know, I want to Chris Maxwell and all the truckers. Folks, this is huge. The judge sides with the trucking industry in the lawsuit over the Rhode Island truck tolls. Think how long this has been up. A federal judge has sided with the trucking industry. Long-running lawsuit challenging constitutionality of Rhode Island's new network of truck tolls, saying it violated the Commerce Clause of the U.S. Constitution in 48 hours. The state would be permanently enjoined from charging or collecting tolls, or from enforcing non-payment of such tolls. Spokesman for the Rhode Island Department of Transportation said they were prepared in response to the ruling. That was Governor Raimondo's roadworks. Think about that. The whole thing turns out that it was a fraud. The American Trucking Association, Cumberland Farms, and other businesses, they filed suit four years ago. Unconstitutional for the state to single out one class of vehicles except others. Raimondo insisted they would commissioned a legal analysis showing it was legal, Smith initially dismissed the suit in 2019, the judge, but it was reversed by the U.S. First Circuit Court of Appeals, led to a trial this spring that resulted in the ruling. Smith said his legal analysis concludes the General Assembly enacted the program discriminatory purpose. The program indeed does discriminate in effect. First two locations began collecting tolls from trucks. There are now 12 gantries up and running. State reported 10 million toll transactions, generating 40 million in revenue. Truck tolls have brought in 100 million since they've been operating. Even as the program's annual revenue is yet to meet the original goal of 45 million a year, Remundo's successor, Governor Dan McKee, last month said he supported keeping the truck tolls in place. However, state leaders have long insisted they're not going to expand to passenger vehicles, regardless of the lawsuit's final uh, outcome. So this also becomes a major, folks, right now at 1146, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. That immediately becomes, I believe, a big issue in the race for governor. Because I believe you have Dan McKee, Governor McKee, that wants to keep it going. And then you have someone like Republican Ashley Kalis, who I'm not positive, but I think she wants to get rid of the truck tolls. So that is, uh, is absolutely, that is a major, major development that has uh, just come down with the trucking industry. That is huge. Now, we will have on, I've had on in the past, Mike Collins, we have had on. Uh, Chris Maxwell. So, you now I'm also seeing... Let's see. Uh, hmm. Uh, okay. Ethan Street. Who was the murder on Ethan Street? Let me just double-check that. I'm seeing the Province Police are doing a briefing. 25th. Um, I don't remember. I'm sure I'll... Learn about it as we go along, but the Providence Police were going to have a press briefing on this. So, folks, some major stories have uh, hit. Right now, it's 11:47 <clears throat> on this uh, Wednesday. You're listening to the John DiPietro Show. There's no ber- perfect time to do a broadcast like this, but um, but those those are some big stories. Now, I'm trying to get some more details on the. <laughs> Trump situation Let me just see So it's um, The former president Certainly seems to be having Some challenges With uh, With some of the lawsuits That are starting to pile up Against him So I think that's a safe statement To say I don't think I I don't think anyone's going to get upset over that What was the homicide on that Wednesday? Let me just double-check that. Um, Let's see. Wide-ranging lawsuit alleges decades of deception relies on a statute for repeat violations of law. Began with Michael Cohen's testimony. This is the um, situation with President Trump now. The complaint demonstrates he falsely Inflated the net worth by billions To unjustly enrich himself cheat the system Trump, company, and family members Sued by the New York Attorney General So, you know what There's a lot to unpack with that That is the New York Attorney General And um, Against the President And three of his adult children So, I'm going to I'm sure there'll be an update on that coming up in the 12 o'clock news. I want to instead pivot, so to speak, to... I want to just see if there's an update on what the Providence police were saying. Wow, this is big on the truck tolls, though. How about that, folks? The truck tolls have to be taken down in the next 48 hours. That is beyond major. That is really, really, that is a game changer. And that, see, here's the thing. So now they're going to take him down. Now, if you're Rhode Island, hear me out. You're Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. Well, now what do you do? Providence police have announced an arrest in a Providence homicide. I think they're still briefing the uh, public on that. It doesn't exactly. The truck toll thing, though, that really carries the day. Without question, that carries the day. Wow. Uh, Not only because it throws off everything that Governor Amundo had initially wanted and, and put into place, but the other thing about that is now it becomes a campaign issue because I think Governor McKee is going to say that he wants to keep it going in some way, and Ashley Kalis is going to be against it. So I want to just check these, um, let's see, just some other headlines, folks. At 1151 on this Wednesday, Putin threatens West with nukes now, mobilizes another 300,000 troops, anti-radiation tabs distributed in Poland, flights out of Russia sell out after the speech. Opposition calls for protests against criminal war. Another Vlad ally dies, fell downstairs. And the Pope says that it's madness. Polls show DeSantis leading in Florida. I would hope so. If he loses that, forget about 24. And then you have the um, situation like... um, The situation in Puerto Rico is... uh, doesn't seem to be improving but this Putin speech unhinged Putin makes thinly veiled threat to the nuke west and declares I'm not bluffing in a chilling address the deranged Russian leader said he would use all the means at our disposal against the west he falsely accused of committing nuclear blackmail you know I've been saying for a while that guy needs to be put down he is not going away Massive army of 2 million soldiers Scramble at any time All right, but One thing at a time Now, we have our next guest coming up In uh, just a couple moments We will be also normal schedule We're going to break at the Top of the hour And then we have our guest coming in Next hour Now I want to stress though The big breaking news On this Wednesday Just a short time ago I uh, did mention the medical examiner has identified positively one of the bodies found as former Woonsocket Mayor Susan Menard. So, again, our condolences go out to all her family and friends. She has definitely left her mark on state politics. The New York Attorney General is suing President Trump and his three children. But the big story is the federal judge orders Rhode Island to stop collecting truck tolls. Stop collecting truck dolls. I believe that that will come into play with the election, the gubernatorial election. So we have that and a lot more. So, folks, no shortage of news on this Wednesday. Again, it is one. We are in Washington. Let me uh, I want to make sure we stay on schedule this portion of the program is approached by AtMed Urgent Care. Remember, AtMed, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, AtMed Urgent Care, and also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, AtMed Urgent Care. When you have an emergency, this is where you can go, AtMed Urgent Care. Specialized in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment services are available, immunization, school and sport physicals, cost-efficient healthcare alternative hospital-based emergencies at med urgent care. Stop in next time you, not stop in, but next time you have an emergency, this is where I've gone. Walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries. Um, Also, they have drug testing, adult vaccinations, and they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. At Med Urgent Care, when you have an emergency, the biggest thing about it that I find is you just don't wait as long. Many times when you, there's an emergency, um, it, you you can end up waiting literally hours in the emergency room. It's not like that with Admed. 1524 Atwood Avenue, Johnson, also 5750 Post Road in East Greenwich. It's At Med Urgent Care. Well, folks, good afternoon or excuse me, still morning, 11.55. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on this Wednesday, September 21st. We are coming to you from our nation's capital. This is the uh, annual um, it's kind of they do a radio row where you have uh, it's talk hosts from all over the country get together. There are various guests. I was speaking earlier with Marjorie Taylor Greene. We have some other guests as well. We're going to have some more guests over the next hours but this time I've kind of Spaced it out a little bit Simply because Sometimes when I've done this You can kind of get some big news And we certainly have some big news today And that is in the form of the truck tolls The judge has ruled That those truck tolls have to come down So that is a huge Huge win for the trucking industry And what also makes this very significant Is this immediately changes the dynamic I believe uh, changes the dynamic in the governor's race. Because now the question becomes, does Governor McKee, what is his plan? Or do they just come down? And I'm seeing um, truck tolls still make up a relatively small share of the Rhode Island Department of Transportation budget. Hey, but still, $40 million is $40 million. Now, this lawsuit out of New York against President Trump Trump faces lawsuit from New York Attorney General. His PACs have now paid one million to the firm and the attorney representing him in the probe. So, um, you know, I'll just say this about President Trump. I, well, I I don't know enough about. It. I don't think anyone does. But none of these lawsuits, I don't think, are particularly helpful. I think that's a fair way to say it. Ted Nisi has, Rhode Island Department of Transportation will spend $800 million this year. Truck tolls brought in under $40 million, 5%. Federal money is well over 50% of the funding. Uh, the, some people are breaking out. One example about the Trump lawsuit. He falsely claimed his own triplex apartment at Trump Tower was worth $327 million, three times what it was actually worth. To this date, no apartment in New York City is ever sold for close to that amount. He claimed apartment well, was 30,000 square feet. It was actually 11,000 square feet. So, the um, New York Attorney General staggering fraud. That that seems pretty problematic to say the least. Now, it's a developing story. It's a developing story. So, we're going to wait to um, judge on that. But uh, that is... Uh, Definitely a a developing story and something to uh, keep our eye on. So, folks, right now it's 1158. Again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, we are going to be breaking for the 12 o'clock news. Again, the big news on this Wednesday obviously still remains that the death of former mayor of Woonsocket. And that is, of course, there will be more coverage On that, on the death of Mayor Menard, she has been uh, positively identified. And I I mean it that I I wonder and believe that this could be a situation of that people, you know, something I don't know how official it would be, but just some example of people starting to realize that uh, perhaps maybe it would be a good idea to set up something um, a little more formal. With people regarding checking on their checking on their neighbors, so uh, some kind of a an act, perhaps, or something like that. I, I don't know exactly, but uh, it is terrible when you think about um, the circumstances about that happened. So, folks, we have a lot more coming uh, over the next two hours. Right now, it's eleven fifty-nine, and we're going to do this. We're going to break for the twelve o'clock news. It's John DePietro. Again, repeating a uh, big story, the former Mayor Woonsocket, Mayor Menard, hasn't, has not been positively identified. And also, the truck tolls, the judge has ruled they want the truck tolls down in 48 hours. So we're going to break for the 12 o'clock news. We have a lot more to go right here on the John DePietro Show.